Vidge Adventure Turbo, where we, myself Sadzilla, and my good friend Maverick discuss retro video games and nerd culture. In the next few episodes of Super Ultra Vidge Adventure Turbo, we will be covering video game movies from the 90s. Today, we'll be covering Street Fighter the Movie, released December 23rd, 1994. Maverick, we covered Double Dragon last week, and though it was enjoyable, you mentioned today's episode is actually the one you're looking forward to the most out of our new series. You excited? I am very excited. Well, then let's get started. Let's watch Street Fighter the movie. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You have to do better than that. Okay. Yeah! Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? So, Maverick. What, what, what have you been playing today? I saw uh, you were streaming uh, some GoldenEye. Yeah, I uh, kind of decided on a whim that I want to do a 100% run of GoldenEye, um, be- beating all the levels on the hardest difficulty and unlocking all the cheat codes for it. Man, there's so many memories in that game, dude. When I was watching you stream, I just wanted to play it immediately. Yeah, it's such a good game. Like that, that game really is timeless. Although one thing that I, that bothers me about that game is that the aiming. Like it's so. I mean, I mean, you really with a with an N sixty four controller, you honestly need that kind of like auto aim. Yeah. Um, because even if if you if you didn't have it, I mean, you'd be pretty far off, honestly. I yeah, I, I think you I, pretty hard. I think you could actually shut it off. But, is it in the settings or is it a cheat? No, I think it's like somewhere in the settings you could shut it off, but I don't know why you'd mm-hmm. want to. I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, uh, like you're playing, you're playing a FPS on a console with one analog stick. Like, you kind of need the auto. Exactly. Aim. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because when I, because it had been a long time since I played it, and then I got it for my N64 collection. I think you sent it to me, didn't you? You sent it. To I believe me. so. Yeah. And. And uh, I started playing it, and I was like, wow, this is uh, – how did I play this for so long? Um, not that it's not a fun game, but just, like, the controls. The controls are hard to get used to when you get back to using uh, just, like, regular FPS controls with two analog sticks. It's hard to get back to, uh, used to, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I was just like – I mean, like, it was a different time. They were doing – like, Rare deserves, like, just huge credit for doing the best with what they had. Yeah. You know, like uh, – You know what we should do? What? We should definitely do an episode on GoldenEye in the future. You down? I'm down. So – Let's start off with the synopsis of this movie. Yeah? It's uh, pretty short, so uh, get get ready. Okay. Colonel Guile and various other martial arts heroes fight oh, against okay. the tyranny of dictator, dictator M. Bison and his cohorts. That's it. Wow. <laughs> Does that sum up the movie? That is like the laziest fucking dollar store synopsis I've ever heard. <laughs> But I mean, like when you watch the movie, when you watch the movie, it really does make sense why the synopsis would be that short and that to the point. Well, I mean, I is really that's exactly what the movie is. I mean, that's true of any movie, though. You could boil any movie down like that, though. 
We'll get to what I mean by what I say about that in a bit, but the opening box office for this movie was $6.8 million. $6.8 million. Um, The worldwide box office overall was $99.4 million. So this one actually did open internationally. So unlike Double Dragon... Double Dragon did not get an international box office, but this one did. So this one opened up in places like Japan, China, and things like that. Got 99, almost 100, basically $100 million uh, box office worldwide. To put this into context, Double Dragon was released in November of the same year, 1994, and uh, made $2.4 million overall. Did not have an uh, international box office and made half of its money on its opening day or opening weekend. This one made 6 million on its opening or 7 million on its opening weekend and overall made 100 million, right? On a budget of 35 and Double Dragon had a budget of 8 million, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, uh sucks to be Double Dragon, honestly. Um coming out in November like that and then just a month later Street Fighter comes in. Hadouken, you know, just riding through their face. I mean, that is unfortunate, but I mean, what are you going to do? So what is the first thing that popped out to you, Maverick, about this movie? Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Why Jean-Claude Van Damme as yeah. great American hero guile? That is such weird casting to me. And I'll tell it's you, and strange. I'll tell you why. Guile was made for us dumb Americans to have somebody play. That's what Capcom. Just somebody, like, one person. That that's how like Capcom thought of us. They're like, oh, these Americans aren't gonna yeah. know anything about these other guys. Let's give them like a blonde, white haired, mm-hmm. like a white blonde haired guy for them yeah. to play as. Boom. There's Guile. Yeah, Look at him. Wacky hair. Yeah. Like like he's American. He's in the military. Like oh, you know they love that. You shit. can tell because he has a. <laughs> American uh, tattoo, you know, he's very American. So like, yeah, and it's like, oh, John Claude Van Damme, obviously. And it's fu- and it's <laughs> how did they get to that? And it's funny to me because he was like the role for Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat movie was written for him. Right, because they actually didn't they make Johnny Cage after his character like or not his character but like his him as an actor well, well like okay this guy is basically jean-claude van damme yeah because the 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 mortal Kombat game started as a um, like a licensed game for Bloodsport, a jean-claude van damme movie but then they exactly but then they were like hey what no let's 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 make it like let's get rid of the license make our own game so we don't have to deal with licensing and just make our money right but mm-hmm. That was always supposed to be Johnny Cage was always supposed to be John Claude Van Damme, but that didn't happen in the movies because of Street Fighter. Because he decided to do Street Fighter. Do you think he decided to do Street Fighter instead because it was Capcom and Capcom was more popular than their company? Like they were making more money because at the time they had like Mega Man and things like that too. No, um, I, I mean know, like moral final fight like. Mortal Kombat was the absolute hot shit. I think if he had a chance, or if somebody talked yeah. to him before, if more, if the they had to have, if the Mortal Kombat project came to talk to him before Street Fighter did, I think he would have took he would have took it. Like, why would you not? I mean, they had to have talked to him, right? Surely. I mean, I think they tried to talk. Like by the time they talked to him, they were he was already like, "Well, I'll make it, like I'll make a Street Fighter." Because okay, yeah, because Mortal Kombat came out in 1995. Yeah, and it was it was summer of 1995. So I guess yeah, they were pushed back a little bit. But I mean, and then I heard actually the the production on this movie was actually rushed. Um, they had to get this movie out in a year. So from the start of production, it was like a little over a year they had to get this movie made. I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes to the get the movie that we have today, um, and we'll we'll touch on uh, touch up on a little bit of it. But you bring up the fact that Guile is cast, um, or Jean Claude Van Damme is cast as Guile, who he doesn't even have like he has a the strongest accent. He makes Ar- he makes Arnold Schwarzenegger sound like uh, Obama, like it is terrible. 
<laughs> the I, way he talks, I don't understand what he's saying most of the time. No, he honestly. he he does have a thick accent, and it's not actually it horrible. Really it's not actually horrible in this movie. I've heard him do worse, but like th- I think but, with the dialogue, th- it's not that bad. Yeah, because like it's pretty simple, right? Like it's pretty simple. Yeah. Like oh, that's Bison. I'm gonna go beat him up. Like it's pretty simple. Like you know, it's pretty simple writing. But like, right? His accent is thick though. <laughs> But I mean, like his whole character and the fact that they made him the main character is so America. I mean, isn't that so America? Yeah, that they would. They looked at the cast of Street Fighter. Like this, this movie has a complete unapologetic neglect for the characters of Street Fighter. Like almost like they got in a meeting. Someone gave the writers pictures of what the characters look like and their names, and then just scattered the characters throughout the movie. They did not care what their backstories were, what their actual like purpose in the game was. And they're just like, yeah, Guile's the American. Let's make him the the protagonist. Um, and let's just basically make a GI Joe movie. That is kind of what it feels like, isn't it? It really does feel like a GI Joe. Also, um, somebody pointed this out in a movie, in a video that I was watching um, in the, the movie, they had those blue uh, army uh, suits that they wear, those uniforms or whatever. Aren't those the same ones from uh, Surf Ninjas? They might be. Because they, they look... And then also that confused me because I'm like, who, what are we... Is this America? Or is this like the United... Is this like a, Uni, a United Nations type thing? Or It's multiple like, countries. Why is... Yeah, like... It, okay, it's, so it's, it's like multiple a, countries. Yeah. So that's what confused me because it's like, why is Guile with this thick-ass accent leading the U.S. Army... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it's very just strange the the way that they they cast this this role of Guile. Guile is, is the pheno- the um the anomaly out of the entire movie. Honestly, he is he is the strangest part of the entire movie. He really is. Um, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> and also, he's a narc. He like his whole character is kind of an asshole throughout the entire movie. Yeah, he is. And he's like, this is a character that I'm supposed to like. I mean, like, the first time we were actually, like, really, you know, uh, introduced to him, like, the movie does not stop. From the very beginning of the movie, it's just like, there's a war going on. Chun-Li is a reporter for some reason. Then she gets, uh, Vin Guile shows up, and he's like, I'm going to come and kick your ass, Bison. And then Bison is somehow having a conversation with him over the television. I'm not sure how that worked. Um, And then it just, like, just continued on from there. It was just like... This movie does not stop. I will say, I will say this: Guile is a dumb bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Guile is a dumb bitch. Very American in that sense, just like loud, brash. Just, oh, I'm gonna come fight you, like, and I'm gonna beat you because I'm Guile. Like, shut up, dude. Like, <laughs> and I, I've, I. What is his purpose? What is his? What is his vendetta? Like, what is his like personal vendetta? Which is something he says in the movie. You know, uh, Chun Li says, um, uh, "What the reason that she is trying to get Bison? What was the reason that she's trying to uh, kill Bison over, or arrest Bison over?" Wait, wait, what are you asking? Something to do with uh, about, her family about Chun Li or Guile? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what Chun Li's uh, reasoning for for Bison. It has something to do with her family, yeah, her brother, yeah, or something like that, b- right? Bison killed her father, and like basically, her Bison whole killed village, her father. And right, and then he, and then uh, there's a scene where Guile's having a conversation with Chun Li, and he's like, "This is not about your personal vendetta." And she's like, bleh, 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 "Right." And then they take her off. He's like, "Take her away." He's like, "It's about mine." <laughs> it was like, "Wait, what?" I mean, like, like, like the biggest thing that I got from <laughs> that was uh, Bison. Like they went on a ra- like I guess like Guile's forces went on a raid, and like that's when the hostages were kidnapped, along with. Uh, Guile's friend Charlie Blanca, right? So like he can right. So yeah. like yeah, like that's who is that, not actually Charlie, but like that's what his vendetta is. That, and that that was another. That's a that's a totally uh, another thing that we'll talk about is the whole uh, mess that is Blanca and Charlie. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, back to my point of uh, Guile being an asshole. He's a narc. You know what? I just got that. 
What? That didn't even occur to me. Like, he was just calling him Charlie. I'm like, okay, because his, his name is Carlos Blanca, right? Yeah, Charlie is but Char- Charlie is Charlie, a character in Street Fighter. That was kidnapped by Bison and was Giles' yes. friend. I forgot all about that. Exactly, which that's not Blanca. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a, it's a different character. That didn't even occur to totally me. Totally different. <laughs> Because I was like, because I was like uh, watching this movie, and I was like, how many characters are in this movie? And um, it, you know, when did Street it, Fighter it was, Alpha it come to me out? How many? Because I know that because they started adding Street Fighter two characters in here, because we ended up getting DJ, and we got Dollism, Dalsim, Dalsim. However you want to say it, the same. Um. So we got Street Fighter two characters in here as well. Well, I mean, they, there's another one too. No, it was Street Fighter, and then it was like the um, Super Street Fighter Turbo, which included mm-hmm. like Cammy, um, DJ, Cammy, right? Cammy D- played by Kylie like, Minogue in this movie, by the way. Perfect. Well, that's perfect casting. I have no problem with that. Also, I was Street like, Fighter I was Alpha came though. out. I didn't in realize 95. that was her. Street Fighter Alpha came out oh, in wow. 95. That came out after this movie, so, and that's where Charlie first shows up as Street Fighter Alpha. That's so That's so strange. Was that in Japan, too? I guess. Did it release in Japan in 95? I guess so. It might have released in Japan before. I'm not sure. But either way, I mean, like, they made him a different character completely. They did not make Charlie into Blanca into the in the games. No. They made him a just completely different character. No, like yeah, like Blanca is one of the original eight fighters in Street Fighter Two, and he's his own character. Mm-hmm. Like Blanca's a completely separate dude. Yeah, strange. Um, but yeah, back onto Guile being an arc. He he breaks up this like cage fight between Ryu and um vega yeah you and vega's about to have a fight nailed vega by the uh, way like vega was vega's perfect too vega was vega was pretty good um although i didn't like the fact that vega was just like no i don't need my mask and i don't need my claws like i'm gonna just fight him like without him or whatever which i was like well that's not it's not vega vega has the claws vega has the mask you know um but i guess it was like it turned into this like who's hotter type thing which is weird um, I mean, I mean, and, like Vega's biggest characteristic is that he's vain, right? So, like, right, people are cheering yeah. for Ryu, and it's like, oh, no weapon. He's like, okay, well, fuck this bitch then. I'll, like, you know, like that's yeah, like that made sense yeah. to me. Like that, that fit for Vega. I re- uh, but then uh, Guile comes in and he breaks it up. He smashes through the whole place. Like, yeah, with drives a, a fucking tank. like SUV or, or like a tank. He's like everybody's the arrested. Fucking building. <laughs> He's like everybody's arrested. <laughs> like everybody's dead. Arrest. The fuck you mean? <laughs> everybody's fucking dead, dude. <laughs> he just kills a bunch of people. You're you're under arrest. It's like what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> and then it's like the next scene that we come across. They're like in prison. <laughs> like he put them in prison. They're yeah. all in uniforms in prison. Some kind of weird like, you know, prison for this army i guess that just made up army um uh vega vega gets claw shanks i know I, I, claw I, I, shanks? I wrote that down too i wrote that down too <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a rake it looked like a rake <laughs> and i'm like you know what bless him bless like he, hold they were in there on. for hold like on. what like a day <laughs> hold uh, where, where where is it vega made himself a rake claw in prison respect <laughs> to his respect to his dedication to the gimmick <laughs> for real I mean, I his, like, who, his gimmick is that, that fucking claw and he's he has it even in prison and that's fucking amazing was, that was that was pretty funny that was that was pretty funny um but i mean honestly like this this movie does not have any respect for the characters of street fighter balrog is chun li's cameraman and then we find out later i mean and this is just me finding out like i'm like Oh wait! Don't tell me. Really? Oh, okay. So the the fat Samoan guy is Honda. Really? Like, of course, of course he is. Yeah. You know. And yeah. That's really yeah. Like, like, like the rest like, of the movie Honda was. is actually Japanese. Like, I, I, yes. I mean, like very Japanese. And, and, and like the movie seemed like they were basing it, uh, like they were basing their idea off of E Honda, off of Yoko Yokozuna. Yeah. Now, now, and I want to clarify for anyone listening to this. I'm talking about Yokozuna, the wrestler, 
like the, the WWF wrestler. wrestler, not Yokozuna, like the legendary title that people like people hold as sumo wrestlers in Japan. There's a right. difference between the two because I'm <laughs> talking about Yokozuna, the wrestler in WWF, because he was a big fat Samoan dude. He was a Samoan. Who yeah, who was not... per- who was portrayed as Japanese? And see, I guess I maybe I guess that's what they were doing. I mean, I guess, but I mean, this is like I mean, Yokozuna was like big when, like the late '80s. I don't even think he was really big in the, the around that time '94. Probably right? uh, no. I mean, prob no. I mean, probably not. But I'm just saying, like, there's there's a similarity to taking like a Samoan dude, and, and they were probably like, well, I mean, if it worked with him, I guess we can work for th- with this guy. You know. Either way, I was just like, oh my god, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Guile turns Ryu and Ken into narcs. He does. But he turns them I, into I, I want to go back. I want to go back a little bit more. Oh, here I want to. I, I want to ask why are Ryu and Ken gun smugglers? Exactly. <laughs> are like, they gun smugglers? Are, gun- are they just like, hustlers? Are they like hustlers because they sold them bad guns? They sold them Nerf. Yeah, guns. It, yeah, like toy guns. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, so, like is that the purpose? Under- yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch that. I mean, like, it's possible that they could just be hustlers, like, just, like, stealing money from bad guys to give to good guys. Maybe. But then, but then, like, Guile has that whole thing where he guilts Ryu and Ken into helping him by saying, look at all these people you're, you hurt. Right. So, like, I, mean, I Ken took makes it a as comment them later being legitimate, on. like, I, I took it as them being legitimate gun smugglers. And then Ken also makes a comment later on to uh, uh, what's his name the the guy with the eye patch. Uh, Ken, I remember his, S- name, S- his character name. Sagat. 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 Yeah. So he's like he's like, uh, thank you. I almost turned into you or something like that. It's like what? Why are Ryu and Ken like bad? <laughs> They're like anti character, like anti hero characters for some reason. Yeah, like like um, Ken more so than Ryu because Ryu still yeah like like Ryu's thing is whole quiet stoic honorable warrior, you right? Know? And Ken is the brash American version of that, sure. But like Ken was straight up like I'll be a I'll be a gun smuggler drug dealer bad guy right. sure no problem like I'm down with it where's the money at though. <laughs> Exactly, and it was just it was just like, weird because shit, I mean I always no. looked at I always looked at Ryu and Ken as these dudes who were just like the two best martial artists in the entire world. You had like the Japanese and the American counterparts to each other that were just you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and, and they, they, they kind of they know? kind of talk about that. Like they mention it. Like they were both trained under the same sensei. Like they talk about it for like a second. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's very like, how did you get in this situation? But also, um, with Ryu and Ken, I mean, they're not even that good. You know what I'm saying? Like when they're when they're actually fighting, like I was just like, okay, like I didn't think like like if you take, you know, it, I it, I think we're gonna come to you know these other karate movies a lot uh, in comparison to these because they came out at the same time. You have Ooh. to you like but, like they're all pretty. They they are yeah. similar in a lot of ways. But, like, uh, we were talking about uh, Surf Ninjas in the last one. Dude, the martial arts in Surf Ninjas compared to this movie and in Double Dragon is, like, way better. Way, way better. You know, like, it actually looks like legit martial art, like a legit martial arts movie with real technique and and really just, like, it's super action-packed. But with this, it looks like two dudes who were trained specifically for this movie to do these moves. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't look like they're real martial artists, necessarily. It just looks like they were just trained for the movie. And that's not what you want for Ryu and Ken. They're supposed to be, like, the best out of the best. Well, I mean, they're actually... I mean, like, they, I mean, with Ryu specifically, are supposed to be, like, the hero of the game, but for some reason, Guile's the hero? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Guile's telling Ryu and Ken what to do (laughs) for some reason. Yeah, Ryu would would never put up with that shit. Like, Ryu and Ken both for different reasons, but but both of them would be like, ah, fuck you, dude. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Probably the funniest line out of the entire movie um with the tv do you know what i'm talking yeah. about 
I do. Like, <laughs> so there's a part in the movie where they come on the TV because they've already kind of gone through their thing. They don't know. They don't know the secret identity of those of them. And then um, I'm not sure how it comes about. I think like uh, no. I mean, like basically, what happens is um, Chun Li finds Guile, finds out he's not dead, and she he pretty much tells her like he tells her that Ryu and Ken are clean. Ryu and Ken are with them. So that's right. why when she sees Ryu and Ken there, she's like, well, shit, I can't just blow up the thing because, like, Ryu and Ken are innocents in this. Like, they're right, on her exactly. side. And so she has to get them out, and then once they get them out, then uh, they try – they they send a truck into the, the place with, like, bombs or whatever. It's going to blow up, right? And then on the television, they have a, a television that comes on. And they're like, you know, hey, bye, you know, like, you know, we're going to kill you all, basically. They're about to kill all these people. And they send the the truck in there, and the truck is coming out, uh, coming into the, or coming at them on the TV, and they can see the truck coming. And uh, it's like a very intense scene, and then Zangief is just like, hurry, turn a channel. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Dude, DJ's character in this movie made him my favorite street fighter character all of a sudden <laughs> because his portrayal in this movie is the best and his the look that he gives Zangief at that point like sold it for me completely and it was i mean like i had a few laugh out moment laugh out loud laugh out loud moments during this movie um that was which is actually pretty surprising honestly i didn't expect it to be as funny as it was yeah there was a few Definitely. Um, one one part that actually really made me laugh out loud, and I actually sent this to you. I said, I said, uh, my thoughts on Street Fighter, $20 billion. And you didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, just watch the movie. <laughs> they were going to give Bison, M. Bison, $20 billion to let go of the hostages. Twenty oh, yeah. billion dollars, yeah. and then Guile's like, "What's it gonna be next? Fifty billion? A hundred billion? billion. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Who would give? First of all, twenty billion is an astronomical amount of money to give someone. You, you want to know? You want to know? You want to know what, what's funny about that to me? Hmm." I didn't even think the twenty billion was weird until Guy was like fifty billion, a hundred billion. I'm like, oh, okay, twenty <laughs> oh, billion. Okay. That is that really is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guy's goofy ass really made me realize. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. I was just that was that was that was pretty funny. Um, another thing that popped out to me, um, Bison has a set of pajamas with a matching military hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now now hold hold on. We need to talk about we need to talk about Bison because Bison deserves a Bison Bison deserves his own podcast basically. So I'll, I want to <laughs> I, I want to hold off on that cuz there are some things I want to bring up that are not Bison related because I am going to talk a lot about Bison here. Okay. Up real yeah, soon. well, I mean like <laughs> honestly, I won't be honest with you, all of my next uh notes that i have for this movie have to do with bison yeah okay so here's bison here's, basically makes this movie yes he does yes he does uh, okay so here's a here's a couple things going back a little bit uh there's a random assassination attempt on guile um when they like right after kyle drives the guile drives the tank through the fighting ring and almost kills everybody. Some random guy just runs in on their meeting with a knife and starts screaming. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> amazing. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, why not? Okay. So there's there. Um, there was that. Um, also just note that I wrote, I wrote many things about Raul Julia being fucking perfect as bison. I wrote that down like five times throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a random, hand job joke in this movie yeah i thought i caught that too and i was did like did you catch that why that so, is so, so like... tonally weird and it not only that but they the way that they made they laid out the joke was even stranger because of the time the time that they had mentioned like it only takes a month to come to that <laughs> yeah yeah because like I, I wrote it down i wrote it down right because like balrog 
says, give me a hand. Like, 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 give me a hand with these chains, right? And Andy Honda says, we've been in a prison only for like a month. No, no, yeah, 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 no. And, 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 we've only been in like, prison an hour. We've only been in prison I, an hour. Maybe it gives me a month. Yeah, I, I was like, is that a fucking hand job joke in this fucking Street Fighter movie? <laughs> Why? And, and Balrog's, Balrog's uh, uh, look at him, he's just like, now come on. I couldn't fucking believe it. Like, it caught me so off guard. I've watched Ugh. this movie multiple, multiple, multiple times. Can I tell you I how know, many I, times yeah, I've watched this movie? That. But that fucking caught me off guard because I'm like, is that real? <laughs> is that fucking real? Like, why is, is there a really handjob joke in this fucking Street Fighter movie? In this fucking PG-13 right. Street Fighter movie? Why is there a fucking prison handjob joke? <laughs> yeah, it shocked me too. I was like, oh, what? Wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> yeah, it, it's an obvious joke too. You know exactly what they're talking about. Like, yeah, they're not even yeah. coy about it. <clears throat> they're not. They're not coy about it at all. Um, one thing that. Uh, also kind of shocked me about um, the whole Bison thing um, and kind of Ryu and Ken's relationship with Bison. So apparently Ryu and Ken got their famous like white and red, you know, uh, karate geese. suits or whatever outfits. Yeah. Geese. Geese. From yeah. Bison. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah. And, and that's something else you will see in, a, in most of these movies. There's there's a coming of age moment in all these movies where the characters get their iconic video game yep. costume. That's yep. the thing in all these movies. And doll what's his name? Dollism? I call him Dollism is uh creating Blanca, right? Out of Charlie. They're they're showing Charlie these horrible horrible images of actual history. It's it's kind of uh, stereotypical. They do this a lot like Oh, we a show you a bunch orange. of bad things. It turns it, you to yeah, exactly. It's a clockwork um, it orange, basically. Yeah, and so um, he's turning him into this thing or whatever. He doesn't feel too good about it. Um, I didn't even know who he was, like Dalsum. I did not they, realize who he actually was in this movie. They, 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 they just mentioned his name. If you miss that, then yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, this random sign. Exactly. Yeah, it is like important. very, very fast, probably, and I just did not catch it. And then, um, gosh, uh, later on in the movie, um, Dalsum, uh, wants to kind of counteract the negativity that Blanca was being shown. He was like, you know, maybe I can make him normal or, you know, kind of reverse the effect that we're having on Blanca. Cause yeah. Blanca doesn't even have a chance to be Blanca. He gets the look of Blanca, but he doesn't even get to do anything Blanca related really, except I think he like lifts up some dude or something like that. But one thing that, poked out to me about when he was counteracting uh his programming i guess is that he started showing him like so he showed him like three things that poked out to me on the screen okay first thing was two gay dudes about to kiss uh a black couple getting married and martin luther king i didn't see i don't know if you got that no i don't know if you got I mean, that like, yeah. like, like the martin luther king one i caught with the uh the prison joke also, it's just like tonally, it's very strange, right? Um, so yeah, you know, but anyway, the main character of the movie, you know, Guile was about to kill his friend Charlie because he, he was gonna put he, him out of his misery by putting a bullet him. into his brain. They're like, You took he, they, they here, took away your eyebrows, here, I must here, kill you. Here's, now. here's what I wrote. <laughs> Here's what I wrote. Guile was about Guile was about to shoot Blanca, and Dawson stopped him. Holy shit! <laughs> and then that's like, that's when I was, realized he was going to kill him. He was going to put him out of his misery like a like a dying dog or something. Like my <laughs> my my notes went like this: the main character of the movie Guile was about to kill his friend Charlie because they took away his eyebrows, and the lab guy had to stop him. And then I'm like, the lab guy is fucking Dawson. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> like that was like that like that was like there's like moments, right? Like there's Guile about to euphemize Blanca. Right. Um the the, the prison handjob joke. 
And like even like Bison and Chun Li, like that, that kind of like that, that gave me some like where, uh, where he's like hitting on yeah, her. That gave me some like uh, like Jafar Jasmine vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like like there's a like okay like that's bordering on uncomfortable, but like nothing happens, mm-hmm. so it's fine. But it's still like okay. Also, her that. outfit but, is is uh, more scanty clad, scantily clad than even her outfit in the video games. I want I want to say she wore something similar to that in like Alpha or something. Yeah, maybe. But Alpha came out after this, so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna take this opportunity to switch over to the man, the myth, the legend, Raul Julia. Yes, Raul Julia, who you may know from the from two classic '90s jams, The Adams Family and. Uh, Adams Family Values. That's where he's from. He was go. He he was Gomez Adams. I did not even and realize Gomez that. Adams is pretty much like the inspiration for most people in love in the year 2020. Yeah. You know about Gomez and Morticia, yeah. like, and it's because it's because of Raul Julia. Because this man, I swear to God, um, there is a little bit of sad news to this. Um, Raul Julia was dying as he was making this movie. Stomach cancer. Uh, Pretty much, the, yeah. Like pretty much, the only reason why he took it was because his kids were a fan of the movie mm-hmm. or of uh, the games. So he was like, "It's like a Street Fighter movie." Yeah. Oh, like perfect, <clears throat> perfect. Like let let me leave this behind for my kids, exactly. so they have that of me. Like, and Raul Julia showed up to work. Yes, he did. Raul Raul Julia dying of cancer put his put his heart and soul into this movie and it shows um, one thing it shows one thing about uh his stomach cancer thing is that actually they had to reschedule a lot of things so um all of his further away shots like all the action shots and things like that they shot first which they weren't planning on doing because he was losing a lot of weight and so they had to get yeah. all that stuff like first, and then he had to put on a little bit of weight um, before they could do his up close stuff. So they actually shot this movie in reverse because they were kind of going around his schedule and like his sickness. So it's fascinating um, how he actually got this movie done in his condition. For sure. Like, dude was dedicated to leaving behind a positive memory for his kids. Like, that is just amazing. It really is. So, we have Bisonopolis, which is his plan for, like, the greatest city ever after he takes over the entire world. It's going to have a food court, (laughs) which I love. (laughs) (laughs) He... The currency... The currency of Bisonopolis is going to be bison dollars. I want some of those bison dollars so bad, dude. So do I. Like, I want to fr- like legit. I want to frame the bison dollar to hang on my wall. You can get them, like something like that. You can get them. Awesome. Okay, so like that for sure, and just uh, the way he talks about himself, he doesn't think he's a bad guy. No, and neither does Zangief. He. Zangief, Zangief loves him too. Through which, yeah. By the way, I'm gonna get to that too because that's hilarious. Um, uh, but yeah, basically, uh, Bison has the best line that I've ever heard a bad guy say in the history of everything. So him and Chun Li are like Chun Li's telling him like, "Oh, you killed my father. You destroyed my village for the past twenty years. I've been coming after you. Like I've been doing all this, all this to come and get you." And Bison just looks at her and he's like, "I'm sorry, I don't recall that." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> like she is just shocked, like just taken off like her game entirely. Yeah. And he says, "For you." The day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. <laughs> it was Tuesday. <laughs> like, what does the schedule I look don't like? Give, a like single... give me his calendar. <laughs> <laughs> like he is just like I don't give a single fuck about any of y'all or anything I do. For me, that was a Tuesday, <laughs> and. Bison has a sad clown painting with Bison's hat on the clown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, keep, and, keep it. and there's 
And, and there's the meme of Bison. There's the meme of Bison where God, I, I forget I forget what the context was, but Bison just turns around and he's like, and Sadzilla, you're going to have to fix this in editing, I'm sure, because my voice is going to break the microphone. But he just turns around and he's just like, of course! <laughs> <laughs> like, that is just like the most hilarious. Like, that, that has been a meme for years and years and years because it's fucking he perfect. is perfect in this movie he really <laughs> is he is the he is the most accurate portrayal of any character from the street fighter games into this he game. really is like he he actually did I his homework I... he was doing uh homework on actual like dictators and things like that like he was really trying to figure out okay how can i make this guy the the uh you know the the number one portrayal of this character like this is like if somebody wants to go and find out what this character is like in a future movie this is how you do it you know um and yeah it was it was pretty awesome uh he he was great now if you don't want to watch the whole movie i understand but if you're a fan of street fighter look it like look for like a clip collection or something of raul julia's bison because Raul Julia's Bison is what I hold not only to Bison as a character and like all the games that come out, but also to like other bad guys. Yeah. Like in any kind of media. Yeah. Like Bison was a perfect like Raul Julia's Bison was like a fucking amazing dictator slash warlord slash drug runner slash mass murderer yeah. slash like he was a fucking dude. Yeah. Right. So huge huge respect to raul julia who i fucking love and adore the man was amazing yeah he, he is um, amazing so i i want to bring up just like i think we're i mean do you have anything else as far as like non-bison things uh, go because a, like there is some other things i want to point out not bison related i have a few but, things uh, i'll well, let you take over for a little bit i have a few things um just i'll just go through some of my notes t hawk is a white guy with a headband was that supposed to be T-Hawk? That was T-Hawk. Are you sure? That was T-Hawk. He, uh, he named because calls I was, him. He's like, T-Hawk, get him out of here. I missed that because like, I was like, like the only person missing. Okay, because uh, we talked about And he about didn't turbos, have the headband like, before. Turbo. He didn't have the headband before. He was actually the guy who stopped them from shooting the truck. They were shooting the truck, and he stopped them. And that's T-Hawk. And then he gets the headband, and yeah, that's... That's that, that was his character moment. Like he just had the same uniform on and everything, but he now he had the headband on, and it's just like, who cast this movie? <laughs> um, I know I know who you're talking yeah. about, and that's so funny because like I was watching that, and I'm like, okay, there's Guile, Cammy, and some guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's him. Why, why is he here? Why is he like prominent? Who is this? Apparently, it's T Hawk. Yeah. Okay. It is so of of the of the sixteen fighters that were like the end of Street Fighter Two. Right, because yeah. like at first you had eight, and then you had the champion edition, which yeah. had the four bosses: Balrog, uh, Vega, Bison, and Sagat. Yeah. And then you had your new challengers, which were T Hawk, Cami, um, DJ, and Fei Long. Fei Long's Fei the Long, only one who didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, Fei Long is not in here. Yeah, for so, whatever least, reason, unless it's too like Asian. some background reference. He was too or Asian for the movie. He, he was too Bruce Lee. <laughs> he was too Bruce Lee. His character, his his character is he's literally Bruce yeah. Lee. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, okay, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, Thank T-Hawk you for that. I, I did not know that was T Hawk. Yeah, and it was, okay. same, it, that's that was my reaction with dualism. So <laughs> I just did not realize that was him. And then he has a weird character moment where he gets his look out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's bald and he has the the rings around him and him and. Uh, uh, Blanka commits Sudoku because they like feel bad, I guess, or something. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. It's like why, why did you just kill yourself? But they die, so that's a thing. Um, well, I mean, I mean, it was just yeah, it was like well, like Blanka won't be accepted out in, in the world, and yeah. Dawson pretty much says it's my fault. He's like this, yeah. So exactly. Oh no, it was very, it was very okay. strange. It, it, it's yeah. like okay, fine, whatever, bye. And then uh, <laughs> Balrog started using boxing gloves for some reason. I don't even know where he got the boxing gloves. I, I have no idea where he got them either, but he's a boxer. He's a boxer. And, uh, so. he, but why? Like, you're fighting people. 
You know, like like you're you're supposed yeah. to knock them out. Like, like, like you're, you're supposed to kill like... them. You know, at this point, and you're going to use boxing gloves for safety. I don't know. It's very it's strange. Um, but but you know what? Honestly, and I might be wrong on this. Anybody listening, feel free to correct me. But I think in the case of boxing gloves, at least in used in fighting like yeah. that, is that the boxing gloves are made to protect, protect your, your hands, hands. Yeah. Not not your opponent's yeah. face. But I would think that it'd be a little bit of a cushion. Like 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 <laughs> Like, 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 you're still gonna get hurt, right? Like, if somebody's still on like what, like a, I don't know how fast punches go. So, like a sixty mile per hour punch, I don't know. I don't know how fast punches go. <laughs> but, 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 like, but, like, if someone throws a punch at you, it doesn't matter if there's like a pillow in between. Yeah. You're still getting hit at that speed. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, that's more to protect your knuckles from breaking. Um, it's... but if I'm wrong on that. Internet, please correct me because I know you will. Uh, Zangief is definitely the best actor in the movie, besides Bison. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, his reactions to everything is just like, I was like, man, he's he, he's like on another level. <laughs> I definitely believe because there, there there are there are a couple there are a couple of Zangief moments that I love. Yeah, and this is after everything is going to shit. Uh, basically Zangief, like, like I, I forget, like, oh, it's DJ because yeah, DJ. DJ's like, and this is this is a funny moment for DJ too. They kind of intercept. DJ takes off, takes his severance pay. It's like a chest, <laughs> yeah, right, just filled with money. And uh, so he takes off, and Zangief's like, "Where are you going, comrade? We need to fight for Bison. He's fighting for peace and love, or whatever." <laughs> yeah. And and DJ's like, no, dude. He's the bad you guy. You see all the people here invading? <laughs> Bison's the bad guy. He's like, what? <laughs> As, he's, he's like, what? He's like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> he's like, then why are you fighting? Why were you here? Why are you fighting for him or whatever? And then he's like, because I got a huge he, payday. And, and Ziggy's like, you got paid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I have, I have, one, I have one more thing, and then I'll switch it back into a Bison before we we end off the podcast with some more bison stuff um because we got to wrap things okay. up um chun li's For chun li's sure. sweetening it up to guile at the end of the movie actually infuriates me in proper in ways i just like honestly properly cannot describe no that's kind of gross it's no that, it's, that is very like it's fucking because gross. like they don't have they don't have like a good chemistry like a lover's chemistry throughout the movie no. the, he, like, he acts like an asshole the I, entire time and he does he, because like you know like because she's still like a reporter yeah so she's like here let me talk to you about this and he's just like fuck you bitch you stupid yeah and then it like even like chun li even asked cammy like does he hate women yeah and then cammy's like no he hates everybody or something like that effect or whatever but yes, at the end yeah. of the movie yeah, at the end like of the that. movie she's like hey can i get that interview and he's like only if you can wear that you know what i'm saying like oh yeah just, only like, if you wear that and dress she's just like, <laughs> It's like, oh my god, this is yeah. actually fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking gross. That's gross. To finish off the um, the DJ thing, Sagat finds DJ and he's like, "Oh, your money, no, our money." <laughs> right. So like, so like, they break away, they escape, and then they open the they open the 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 chest. What's inside? Bison dollars. Bison dollars, which are useless at that point. <laughs> not to me though i want they were one. useless before <laughs> they were useless before like sagat and bison were about to throw down yeah because bison's like i'll pay you in bison dollars <laughs> and sagat's like the fuck you will <laughs> <laughs> oh, so gosh. the fact that sagat got hit again with those bison dollars made me le- like legit laugh out loud they were sad that was no, so good funny stuff. Good stuff, for sure <laughs> Okay, but I'm done talking about most things in the movie, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, so um, now now we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up. Any way that this movie could have been improved, and what what would you give it out of like one out of ten? <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'll say this: um, the ways that I would improve it, I don't know. To be honest, like I I don't I don't know if I'm a very good critic. Yeah. And I and I'll say that because like obviously there's things that I like and there's things that I don't mm-hmm. like. But I could but I look at something for like what it's supposed to yeah. be. Like what they were going for. And like what they were going for, I think they did it. Yeah. You know? Like and um as far as like personally what I would like to see is 
get fucking Jean Claude Van Damme out of yeah. there. I think Jean Claude Van Damme like, is I'm the sorry. worst part of the movie, and then I don't you have e- M. Bison. I don't even think he's a bad guy. Yeah. I don't even think he's a bad guy. Like, uh, as far as, like, your fighters, like, your big action stars at that time, I think he's, like, one of the only ones who still holds up as, like, a decent dude. Right. Like, I don't I don't hate John. He's Claude not a bad a dude, person but... as a person, but he's just not right for this role. And No, he's not. He's yeah. not. And, uh, like, that's pretty much, like, the biggest problem I have with it. Like, I, I accepted that the characters are not who they are in the games. Yeah. I accepted that. And even if they were... There's a there's an animated movie like Street, I think it's called Street Fighter the animated movie. There's Street Fighter the animated movie. I think there's Street Fighter two the animated movie and then there's Street Fighter Alpha. Um, yeah, yeah, it's probably Street Fighter two the animated movie that came that came out in ninety five, and that is a lot better. That like that, that's a lot better than uh, the Street Fighter movie is like the live action one. Watch Street Fighter. Watch Street Fighter, the animated movie, if you want characters who are supposed to be like who they are in yeah. the games. I mean, and honestly, I wish they had just looked at if they had just waited a while and just like used that as inspiration for what the storyline would be. We might have gotten a totally different movie. I don't know if it would have been better or worse, but at least it, it would have given it would have given the uh, the people who like these movies, you know, something that, you know, they would actually be able to relate back to the games and stuff like that. Um, so one out of 10, yeah. what was your one out of 10? Like, like you, you want a taste of my scale here? Raul Julia is the fucking best. I give it, I give it a eight out of 10 because eight he carried 10. that fucking movie I en- on his fucking shoulders. I agree. I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, I enjoyed this more than double dragon. I, and it probably seems like during this podcast, I actually criticize this movie more than double dragon. But as far as like enjoying it, even with it, all of it, I mean, it's campiness just really just works for what it is. And I really enjoyed it. I would give it like, I would give it a seven out of ten, maybe a seven and a half out of ten. None of these movies are great, <laughs> but um, it, it was enjoyable enough to give it an average score. Um, it's just you. I can't ignore all the the bad things, just bad movie things, you know, um, and give it a higher score. But that's just me because I just view it a lot differently. Uh, but as as far as being enjoyable, I mean, like I'm like right there with you, man. Uh, it is it is a very enjoyable movie. So two things to end this podcast on. At the end of the credits, it says for Raúl, vaya yeah. con Dios. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. Mm-hmm. Go with God, my friend. And there is a post credit scene. No way! I did not see this. You didn't catch no. that? No. What is it? They cut back to Bison's collapsed empire his whole his whole shebang and he punches his fist through the rubble like it is tmnt2 and he's super shredder oh my you know that's so cool what were they planning on doing i don't know what they're planning on doing but i don't really i don't even really care because i mean as far as like him because we he eventually died um soon after that and just the fact that you know they could you know pay an homage to him in a way that it's almost like he never died you know, is yeah, really that, cool. That, that's how I want to take it too. That's how I, I want to it. take it. That like, yeah, like like Raul Julia. This movie Raul is Julia him. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. This movie is a representation of like him living on. Um, and this is the last like, thing that he. Did. I really like that. So, for, for well, sure. with that, um, thank you for joining us on this episode of Super Ultra Vidja Venture Turbo. And uh, what's our next movie? It's going to be Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. A double feature. Yeah, we're going to double feature. Double coming. feature. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, so stay tuned. Next week we're going to be covering that one. And uh, until then, Maverick, it's time to sign off. Vaya con Dios. Get ready.